This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is Flynn Berry, author of three books. Listeners might be familiar with her first book, Under the Harrow, which won an Edgar Award for Best First Novel. Her newest title is Northern Spy, a thriller about the contemporary IRA and two sisters who find themselves caught in the middle of the re-escalating sectarian conflict in Northern Ireland. Flynn, welcome to Book Talk. Thank you for having me. What's happening as the book opens up? So the book begins with Tessa, a producer at the BBC in Belfast, who is just returning from maternity leave. She has a six-month-old baby, Finn, at home. And she's at work and she sees footage from a security camera at a gas station of an IRA robbery. And in the footage, she sees her sister, Marion, pulling a black ski mask down over her face. And then the book sort of goes from there. Your book is newsworthy because of the link to contemporary IRA in Northern Ireland. Uh, What is the status of that conflict today? It's a really complicated question to answer. So at the moment, uh, Northern Ireland is at peace. It has been since the Good Friday Agreement of 1998. But under the surface, there's still quite a lot of tension. And just this spring, there was really intense rioting in Belfast because of frustration and anger about Brexit and how that will affect issues of trade and the border on the island of Ireland. So uh, since Brexit in particular, the new IRA has been recruiting members and uh, plotting operations and planning things like the assassination of police officers. Uh, So there have been well over 100 security-related murders since the Good Friday Peace Agreement. And so you have this really odd situation where you have a society that's ostensibly at peace, but still has so much kind of roiling just beneath the surface. And a lot of that is due, isn't it, to the fact that Northern Ireland is linked to England as part of the UK. Yes. So Northern Ireland, which consists of the six counties in the north on the island of Ireland, is part of the United Kingdom. So it is essentially a colony still. And there's a faction in Northern Ireland, which the IRA is the most sort of extreme version of, that would like to reunite the island of Ireland and have it be one nation. Um, And then there's also a group in Northern Ireland that would like to stay connected to the United Kingdom. And so you have this really intractable problem because the goal is uh, completely oppositional, right? It's something where there's a lot of middle ground. And some of the elements come up in your book. One of your characters says in the book, you can't live in Northern Ireland at the moment and not be interested in politics. Do the people in the South feel the same? Do they think about the IRA a lot? So it's funny. I actually was at an event with Sally Rooney, the Irish writer who's in Dublin now. And she was talking about how little the conflict in the North has been on her radar sort of. Um, And that it's easy in say Dublin to sort of forget about what's happening in Belfast, that there, there is often a bit of a divide where even during the worst of the troubles, 
the Republic of Ireland was so much less affected. So it is this kind of odd schism in um, things like peace or stability during the conflict. You're American. Why do you place your stories in uh, Ireland and England? So my family is partly from Ireland, and I think it's just this really deep connection that I don't quite understand myself. But I know that when I went to Belfast for my research trip, I went with my husband and my baby, and we stayed in a terraced house in South Belfast, which became the home that Marion has in the book off the Lisburn Road. And I remember so clearly walking down the stairs in that house towards the front door and seeing the sort of like, you know, glass window in the front door and the streetlights outside and just thinking that this was my home. And it just felt so deeply familiar and so right. And I don't know if that's because I have ancestors who live there or who, um, you know, people who share my DNA who still live in homes like that. Uh, but it's one of those kind of mysterious things that you can't quite explain. You think your future books will be in that part of the world? So my current book is set in New England and think I, I like the idea of not setting too many limits though I think the great part about being a writer is that you don't have like a budget right it's not like yeah. you're directing a movie and you need to find a set where you can film or a location where you can film you can go anywhere and you can do anything and my favorite writers are um, pretty adventurous in that way and I think it's it's anything's fair game past or present and any any nation Two out of your three books feature sisters. Why is that? So I don't have a sister, but I'm very interested in sisters. And I think it's partly because you have the same family and the same upbringing and then wildly different lives. So my mom is one of four sisters and they're very similar in some ways in some aspects of their disposition but the sort of exterior aspects of their lives have nothing in common. Um, and so it's just interesting to see how someone could be leading a life that started in the same place as yours and goes in a completely different direction. So I think it's that kind of avatar aspect that I'm interested in, loyalty and, and that kind of deep love. Women take charge of their lives in your books. They are the main characters and that's all part of the plan, right? Yeah, I mean, calling it part of the plan might be suggesting more organizational <laughs> ability than I have. But I do think, I think my writing got a lot better when I started writing very closely from a woman's point of view. How many drafts do you do before you key it into the computer? So I end up, that's the worst part, typing up all the longhand pages is sure. And I listen to Christmas carols while I do that to try to speed it along. I end up writing and typing in about a thousand pages, 1200 pages, and then just cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. So my books are all really short and I can imagine I could have sort of sat down and started from the beginning and ran to the end in about six months, but instead my process is just wildly inefficient and kind of torturous. <laughs> you know, but actually it's your process. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope my hope is that all those pages that don't make it into the final book are somehow there under the surface. And that's sort of the, the iceberg principle where there's a lot going on beneath the water. You write a thousand. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. 
what do you hope readers get from your books? I think it's what I get from books, which is that absorption and having a sort of parallel life running alongside your regular one. You know, I think when you're reading a book you love, it's like you have this secret and you can have it kind of existing in a channel alongside whatever else you're doing while you're reading it. And so I hope, I hope for that. And then also I think um, there is some sort of, I don't know if catharsis is the right word, but I, I think crime fiction is really satisfying in setting the world to rights and putting the world to order. And I, I know I enjoy that as a reader because so much of how I feel when I read the news is just completely powerless. And I think writing crime fiction and writing suspense fiction or reading it is a way of sort of enacting a restoration of the world and making things a little better. Right, It's like saying, this is going to work out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I read, uh, Sophie Hanna, the writer, said that she thinks people love mysteries because we live in a state of constant mystery that's almost unbearable about lack of control. And then with a mystery, it's knowing that at least you'll find the answer to this one question is, is satisfying. Do you know the question? When you start, no. No, I don't think so. Um, I guess with Under the Harrow, I, I knew the question. I never know the answer. I try not to get ahead of the character or to sort of plot out what will happen next. Uh, so I try to be sort of discovering it along with the character. Which is what many writers do. Yeah. Thank you. My guest is Flint Berry, author of Northern Spy, published by Viking Press. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me.